0: Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez.
1: Hello, Car Wash Nation. This is David Begin, and welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. My guest today is the Best operations manager in the world, Matt Bronk, who happens to be my operations <laughs> manager, so I'm giving a little credit there. But uh, thank you. So we we, we got to tell the audience what we just did. Really? Should yeah, we? Say I it? think we should. <laughs> so we've been. I I uh, when I when I interview in person, I've got a little recorder that I use, and we've been talking for about the last 20 minutes, and we, <laughs> we weren't recording. <laughs> we weren't recording. So you're going to get uh, version two of this, but yeah. it's still going to be okay. But I want to talk to Matt about shutdowns. Because uh, we just kind of went through one, and I know that's kind of an experience that uh, we all need to think about and plan better for. And so I want to kind of use some of the examples that we had from two shutdowns we've done. We did one last year about this time, and mm-hmm. we, we did one uh, this year. So uh, we're going to talk about scope of, of shutdowns. But um, So when we talk about shutdowns, it's probably, you know, we're talking prolonged periods, so more than a day mm-hmm. uh, usually. So, um, you know, if you're going to have to replace equipment, and I would say equipment that needs to be replaced, it might take longer than 12 hours to do, mm-hmm. then I think you've got to kind of plan for a shutdown. And when your equipment starts wearing out, you know, we're getting to the point what we're, we're open 10 to 12 years at our sites here yep. in Colorado Springs. Yep. You're going to have to replace some major pieces of equipment. We've done a great job of replacing it as we go along. But there's just going to get to a point you, you're going to do a shutdown.
0: Yeah, So absolutely.
1: So I think, you know, we kind of we kind of look at, you know, what, what a criteria for a shutdown would be. Anything that would take more than 12 hours, um, where you're going to need the equipment the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're standing something up that you don't need and it takes a couple, you know, multiple 12-hour sessions, maybe you don't need to shut down. But we talked right. about the importance of not shutting your car wash down when you don't have to. Absolutely. You know, cause we're in the age of the unlimited clubs and the expectation of our club members are a lot different than just our regular customers. They are
0: very much so. So they expect you to be open all the time, ready yeah. to wash their car. They wash their car every day. They vacuum every day, you know, their yeah. car is pristine every day. And so then they show up and, Oh, you were closed. Monday and now here it is Tuesday and you're still closed and I pay a monthly fee and I, I, I wash every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're the people that want a refund for three days and we typically tell them it's twenty or whatever the... the yeah. So the, you're, <laughs> the if you're shut down is. for
0: three days, that's 10% of what they pay for. So yeah. if, they, <laughs> if they have a $20 club, it's a $2 refund. Yeah. Right? But yeah. we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. We,
1: we typically, because we do have multiple locations, we can tell them to go off to another another uh thing so you know that's the difference if you can do it at night go ahead and do it at night again let's if you're installing led lights you know you mm-hmm. can do that certainly yeah when when absolutely at night, you know you can part that make that part of your maintenance routine but these shutdowns i think you know from my experience i think you kind of plan for them every five to six years mm-hmm. uh, where you're either going to you know change out some multiple pieces of equipment or you're going to do some major major overhaul work so um
0: yeah if you're doing things like you know adding equipment you can probably do that without shutting down um you know like you said adding lights or changing out things uh like arms and stuff and we did like a sidewasher uh, not too long ago and we just did it at night right yeah so just yeah. rebuilt it but um yeah when you're talking about shutdown you're talking about lengthy projects things that th- Things are gonna take multiple days. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about when. Now we, we plan our shutdowns in August because yes. August is traditionally our slowest month. Now before we had the unlimited clubs, it was absolutely our slower month. Yeah. And since our customer base right now is between thirty and sixty percent unlimited, you know, mm-hmm. that's really smoothed out the volume over the over the months. But August still is kind of traditionally our slow month. We typically do it a couple of weeks before Labor Day because mm-hmm. people are, people get distracted the last two weeks of August because they're mm-hmm. sending their kids back to school and everything else. And then usually we'll see a bump in volume come Labor Day and after Labor Day. Yep. So that's, that's what we planned on. So, you know, pick, look at your calendar, figure out when your quote unquote slow period is and yep. see if you can, you know, find a time to do it, do it then. So, I think, so let's talk about, so I've got 15 items here. I want to talk about, we'll see if we can kind of get through that list, but the first one is planning your shutdown. So yep. I think it's imperative to plan for your shutdown much more than before because everybody is busy yep. right now. So you know, uh,
0: yeah, the car wash industry is just it's just popping right now. It's crazy, yeah. And <laughs> and, and, the, and
1: the manufacturers have more business than they can handle. Yeah. So. Placing your equipment orders early, I think, is important. But we also had some some local work done with contractors too. Yeah.
0: So the one we did um, recently, we had the concrete and asphalt redone. Um, and in Colorado, that's always an issue with yeah. contractors for concrete and asphalt because they're in such high demand. So you. So I think we started working on that in like January uh, and planning for August. And so I think we finally reached a deal with somebody and signed a deal like the beginning of May and secured them for August. So we secure them three months ahead of time, uh, sign the contract and everything, but we had been working on it for months before that. So it's, it, if you're going to get a, a local contractor that's in high demand, you need to start right away. So as soon as you know, when you want to shut down and what you want to do, if you're gonna do something like that, you need to start securing those guys and getting bids.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you got to plan, you know. Like, and one thing we ran into, right? We've got asphalt in one of our in the lot that we did the mm-hmm. shutdown on. You can't get asphalt work done in the winter. Forget it.
0: No, no,
1: they're ju- they're just not. Gonna yeah, they do just it. don't
0: work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're, just, they're just not gonna do it. I don't yeah. I don't know
1: how building gets done in the winter time here, but the, you know you got to get the asphalt guys. They want to do it when it's warm. If you're mm-hmm. seal coating, especially when it's warm outside. Yep. Is the best time to do it. So we did some concrete and some, you know, we did some patching of the asphalt and mm-hmm. and, yeah. and then and then see, sealed the whole parking lot. So those guys were were huge. Yeah, yeah. So that's an example, right? So we're we're in a high growth area and mm-hmm. we're in a high growth industry. Yep. So you've got to take those things into consideration and do not, you know, your shipment might bump out a little bit. You yeah, know, it might not. They might not be able to ship it the week they say they're going to ship it and. You know, if you're planning a shutdown and that equipment doesn't arrive, you know everybody's sitting around t- twiddling their thumbs, or you don't do the shutdown right. And one of yeah. the one of the big things we ran into was we had a local contractor who had to do work, plus we had equipment installation. What yeah. happens if the local guys, right? So there was a problem where the local guys might not have showed up because the guy that did the bid was gone from yeah. the company,
0: right? Yeah. So and so we
1: were sweating bullets the week or two before. Yes, because we, we had if, if we do because we had to shut down to to, to, to do, do the, the parking caballer, lot, yeah, yeah, well
0: in the parking lot, yeah. yeah.
1: So that, that that was kind of the, the critical thing, but mm-hmm. you know we were trying to manage two separate tracks there. Yes, right, the equipment getting the equipment done and getting the outside done. Yeah, and so theoretically, if it all messed up, we would could have been shut down for two separate weeks. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, two if, different uh, weeks, if yeah. If the concrete guys couldn't show up,
0: yeah, so. and that and you know that's that's something that you have to constantly look at, right? Is So I I was calling these guys, you know, weeks ahead of time, months ahead of time, just, hey, are we still on track? Who's doing it? And, you know, the guy who gave me the bid, didn't, uh, didn't work there anymore. Yeah. Right. So I couldn't get, and no one would tell me that. So yeah. I just kept having a call. And so I finally just put my foot down with them. And, uh, I said, so we're, we're on the books for Monday. Right. And she said, yeah, I said, okay, go ahead and take me off the books until somebody calls me and, and, and comes out here. <laughs> and so then the general manager finally came and talked to me and we worked it all out. But you know, he said, the guy misbid it and, and the guy doesn't work here anymore. So, you know, they were just going to show up and do whatever on Monday.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then then you found out they were going to do the concrete backwards. They were going to do the asphalt first. They had the the asphalt.
0: They were going to seal coat it and then rip up the asphalt and pour the concrete. And I was like, Hey, does this make sense to you? And he's like, no, (laughs) this isn't right at all.
1: (laughs) So, so some craziness. So, so time is, is your friend. So, you know, make sure you give yourself plenty of time, both in the equipment standpoint and on the local, if you're doing any, any physical, plant or physical property work make sure you give yourself a ton of time yep i think i would say is make sure your installers do some pre-visits so absolutely they've got to kind of see the conditions of things Mm -hmm. so um you know have them come out scope it out help you kind of figure out you know they they got to put their eyes on it if they Mm -hmm. want to really get a good idea yeah i think
0: we had the conveyor crew come out like a couple weeks beforehand and we went through everything. spent a, I spent a lot of time with them. Took a lot of notes. We and we made a big plan. And you know, and you can easily do that. You don't need to wait two weeks out. As, as you ought to. You ought to do it sooner. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: So, um, so that was number one. Number two is let's get the scope identified. So, what do you want to do during a shutdown? So, contrast this shutdown. With the one we did a year ago. So what, okay. did, what, what did what did we do? Th- what did we do last week? What, what did so,
0: we do? So last week we um, we did some side projects, but the main two things were the parking lot and the conveyor. Um, you know, we did some side projects like uh, changing out junction boxes and doing some plumbing, uh, some things like that. But um, c- the year before that was. It was, was crazy. It was way more. It was way more. <laughs> we, so, <laughs> and this
1: we talked about. This is where my eyes get bigger than my stomach. Oh yeah. I think. Oh, we got a whole week. We can get the you know these forty things done. But what yeah. what, what what did we do?
0: So we did the conveyor. We did two sets of wraps. We did miter curtains. We did uh, racking. So we we pulled all the plumbing out. Switched it to poly tubing. Um, uh, same thing with the hydraulic tubing and hoses. Uh, we did a new tunnel controller um so a ton of electrical work there um uh, we did some drywall work we changed out the gates at the auto centuries we had the parking lot striped um i, I i'm sure i'm missing it stuff was it was crazy it, it, yeah, it was yeah it nuts to try to yeah. do that in a week. so we, we
1: we did it in five days <laughs> yeah. which was yeah. a miracle but uh, we'll talk about you know that a little later on but we we were able to do the conveyor in three days yeah so yeah it was, we did it in
0: 72 hours like We, we could have opened. So we shut down just at normal time, like 615 on Sunday and by 615 on Wednesday, I could have been open if I
1: wanted to. Yeah. 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 So that was, that was pretty good. So, you know, we obviously learned a lot from one to the other, Yes. but the big lesson, which is number three is narrow the scope of work. Yes. So you've got to divide up what, what do you have to do versus what do you want to do? So you might have a list of 10 things, five things you've got to get done and five things you can say if we have time. Yeah. Which, guess what? You're not going to have time, right? <laughs> yeah. To say, say, you know, we'll, we'll get these other five things if we have time to do. But we, we, we bit a lot off on the first one, and we yeah. probably tried to do too much.
0: Yes. Yeah. But we were able to do it. No,
1: it worked out. It yeah. worked out. We
0: worked so a the, lot. Yeah, and I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about it a little bit. But,
1: but work with your installer. Say, here's what I'd like to get done. What do you think is reasonable? So maybe yeah. they'll say, this is a three-week. Scope yeah. of work. What do you want to do? It's a one-week scope of work. So, decide what your time frame is uh, for opening for for closing, and what your tolerance for closing is. Because right. I, I had no tolerance for closing, and, <laughs> I, and I I made myself and everybody else miserable last year. This year, I didn't even show up. Which I, yeah, like that's well, t- that's, that's, that's not true. You showed up one oh, day. One day. That's right. Yeah. I did. But it's, yeah. A, it's a testament to Matt and his team. I didn't have to show up at all. I felt comfortable that. You know we had it under control, and uh, so, but chances are you're not going to get everything you done. So get with your installer. Mm-hmm. You know, figure out what's reasonable. They'll tell you what's reasonable. Listen to them. Don't try to, don't try to be overly optimistic about what can get done because, you know, what can go wrong will go wrong yep. in an installation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more you do, the more that can go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, create a scope. Uh, my recommendation is create a scope. If you say I'm going to be down four days. Then create a three-day scope, Mm -hmm. you know, say that we're going to get this done in three days. So you got enough room. We felt pretty comfortable, I think, on this one because we gave Mm -hmm. ourselves some buffer time. Yeah. Um, You know, the big constraint was the concrete. Yeah, absolutely. We had to tear up the concrete, pour the concrete, and the concrete had to cure for 72 hours. Yeah. That was the big thing. That's why we were probably shut down for that length of time we probably could have been shut down for two days if we you know if we wanted to push it yeah with the conveyor but
0: yeah we could have worked late yeah um, you know, every, like really late monday and tuesday and been open wednesday but it was yeah. it was a
1: nice pace it was you know we didn't we had some extra time if we had to yeah which i think at the end of the day makes a big difference we crammed so much into what we did last year yeah. everybody was was tense i was i was a mess I was always asking Aaron, you know, when we're going to open, when are we going to open like every three minutes, <laughs> driving him crazy, driving his people crazy. Right. And that, and I, and, I think that that was problematic. So, um, yeah.
0: So look at your list. What's your priorities? Right. Like what do you have to get done to get back open? Yep. So that's what you want to look at in a shutdown situation. Right.
1: So that's, that, that's number three is narrow that scope, make, yep. you know, make it comfortable, feel like you've got more time than you do because at the end of the day you will not have more time. Right on that. So okay, number four was order equipment well in advance Mm -hmm. of the installation date. So we we talked about when to order, but the other question is when should you ship it? And we ran into an interesting situation. We we knew our our equipment manufacturer had plenty of stock. And so we counted on that, you know, the fact they had plenty of stock and I probably ordered later than I should have, but the one thing I didn't consider was shipping. Yeah. Because they can only ship so much per week. Yeah. And the week that we wanted it delivered, which was the week of the shutdown, they were already booked. I mean every, every truck, let's say for example, they they can they can fill 20 trucks a week. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't on the the 20, so we had to get it earlier than we had thought so what what you were talking about because you've got a background in in transportation mm-hmm. you were talking about some of the changes in the trucking industry
0: yeah so logistically speaking your manufacturer is going to have you know a certain amount of contractors that work for him to haul the haul the loads and deliver them um so and they're going to book those out pretty far in advance sometimes just because uh the way that the contracts work um but in the last couple years the sh- uh the logistical industry has changed because all of the truck drivers have uh, switched from being able to just do paper logs to mandatory electronic logs, which means you cannot cheat. And so, you know, you got these guys that are owner-operators that...
1: Have been fudging the Oh, yeah, they run multiple
0: logbooks, and DOT (laughs) knows this, and that's why they made it mandatory. And it was a huge fight, right? You have lobbyists and the... Logistic industry trying to keep it from happening, and then, but it finally happened, and it's for the better. It's for the, it's for safety, yeah. right? Yeah. But you have, you know, mom and pop contractors, owner operators that'll just run, 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 and run multiple logbooks, and you know, just kind of cheat the system so that they can make a lot more money, and you know, you can't blame them, but there's a safety aspect there, but. What happened whenever they made this mandatory electronic log thing was a lot of, a lot of people either closed down or they went to work for big uh, companies, but um, the availability of drivers just plummeted. So you have to look at, do they have the capacity to deliver it when I want it delivered? Do they have uh, enough contractors? Is, it, does it make sense? Um, So, you have to look at that because they may say, Yeah, we've got it on hand, but it's going to, you know, we're three weeks before we can deliver it to you. Or they might have a blackout period where they're completely booked. So, there's certain parts of the year where um, you have logistically, and and so so, so when retail changes, where you have like Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving and Easter and all that stuff, most people are booked like heavily. So, if you're going to try to get something delivered in those timeframes, you got to plan out way ahead mm-hmm. because all of your, all of your typical contractors are booked up and all of the people that you might reach out to, um, after that will probably be booked up too, just because everything gets so tight around this. There's so much freight being shipped in yeah. those timeframes. So
1: if you, if you think about maybe five or 10 years ago, this was never an issue. You no. said I'm going to have it on Monday. It would show up on Monday. Yeah. But, but nowadays there's all sorts yeah. of things that can go wrong. And
0: then, and there's a shortage of drivers, you know? So, um, you just have to look at. You just have to look at that, and you got to contact your manufacturer and say, you know, if if you're looking at, you need to convey change your conveyor out this year. You need to call the manufacturer and say, I'm going to do this this year. I need to I need to plan it out. I need to know that I can get it shipped when I want it shipped.
1: So, that, so. that's a good point because one thing we were thinking about we did, we had them delivered uh, last year. Mm-hmm. We had it delivered the day of the day of yeah and we tried that this year, but we weren't able to, but we had it delivered the week before. Correct. So yeah. if it's probably best to just go ahead and plan on getting it delivered early, if you can yeah. deal with the equipment that's being shipped, it probably is a good idea. Cause we were able to kind of store the conveyor parts and yeah. all that, Yeah. Um, you know, and put it, put it somewhere. But I think earlier is better. Yes. In this, in I this think so just age? so
0: you can check everything.
1: Yeah. We, we yeah. talked about that. you know, what happens if, if there was a mistake made in shipping yep. and we didn't get what we needed, yeah, because then it becomes a real crisis because you've shut down you half of your conveyors out and yeah. you go, oh, you know what? We're missing a section. <laughs> yeah. Or, or we're missing rollers or something.
0: Absolutely. So a perfect example of that from last year would have been the rollers were piled on top because they ran out of space because they didn't know how to load it properly or something like that. So um, and you look at that, these, these guys on the docks that are loading the stuff. They don't always care, always check, you know, yeah, like yeah. take it from me. I did it for years and there's <laughs> going to be a pallet left on the dock or, I mean, I ran yeah. into it all the time. And so we ran into that where the, our rollers were piled on top, right? So we had to like manually take them down hand, by hand. Um, So we're just lucky that box didn't stay on the dock yeah. and that we didn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> You know, and then this year... Uh, We didn't have our guide rails for our correlator. Yeah. Right. So um, if you, you really need to check it, I I would say you want to get it in early if you have storage space and you can store it. Um, But then again, if you store it somewhere offsite, you have to look at the logistics of getting it back there when you need it there. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. Right.
0: So uh, there's a lot of a lot of that going on, but I would say earlier is better, so you can check everything and make sure you're not missing anything. Yeah,
1: make sure nothing's broken and all yep. that. So get in an early, look at it. If there's pieces that are missing, you can get something you know turned around pretty quick. But yeah, when you're shut down, and it's different than than like a new construction, right? Because right, because you haven't opened yeah, yet. Yeah, you haven't yeah. opened yet, so you don't you don't have a customer base. But when you got a customer base that's waiting for you to open, yeah, you've got to time this like a a military operation. Absolutely. You know, when you get going, so get it early. If you can do that, I would say that would be number, number five, if you could mm-hmm. and check the equipment, check it over real good. Make sure it's, you know, not damaged. And yeah. It's, it's in good I, shape.
0: I went as far as measuring every single piece of the conveyor to make sure it was the length we, we wanted it to be just in case they forgot a section. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: good. So I'm going to change this around a little bit. So let's talk about tools. So number seven is buy all the tools you need and buy lots of extra. Yeah. And you were, you, were, you were telling me you didn't plan that as well. Yeah.
0: So last year, it, it, last year I thought taught me a lesson, but this year I learned even like <laughs> buy even buy all of the all of the like all of the saws. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Like get as many as you can. Like we, I think we went through hundreds of saw blades. Oh really? Okay. Like it was crazy. Okay. Yeah. Like so. Um, uh, we, we burned out a grinder. I mean, you name it. So you always think, well, I've got a couple of grinders. Well, that's probably not enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and, and, and saw blades in relative comparison to the overall cost of the project, yeah. right. Is cheap, but, yeah. but having no saw blades will stop the project. Yeah. You know, so, you know, if you don't want the very best grinder, then go to Harbor Freight and go get four or five grinders yeah. you know, and go get. Thirty or forty grinding wheels, and go get you know yeah. hundred slob blades, but
0: portable batteries.
1: Oh, there you go. Uh, for, okay,
0: for all the uh, all the all the tools. Okay, you know what I mean, uh, we had like six charging stations, and, and you know by day two, everyone's still like fighting over. Oh, I got, the, I got. You know, they're they're grabbing batteries that are only two <laughs> bars. You know, like I got to get the next battery. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, as much as you can get within reason, you know, as far as tools go, um, get them. You know Even what? if you don't use them. If yeah. you don't use it, great. Yeah. To, 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 yeah. You, know,
1: you can take the saw blades back or take the grinders back. Yeah,
0: I bought some stuff I took back just because I was like, I, I thought I needed it. And yeah. I didn't. I actually needed other stuff. So, Yeah. This is always the
1: big mistake we make, right? And when we need it, it's 1030 at night when Home Depot's closed. Yep. And, you know, one of <laughs> the advantages of our first site at Academy, it's in a Home Depot parking yes. lot. So it was yeah. nice to go across the parking lot and go get what we needed. But start anticipating and planning and buying that stuff yeah. now. And just store it and stock yeah. it. If you don't need it, great. But you know these are the things that shut down projects quicker than anything. When yeah. you, when you run out, of I would of stuff. make
0: a list of everything you think you need, and then maybe double that list. Right. Because you're gonna need it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So just just go ahead and do it. No no big deal. You know just do do whatever you can to make sure it runs as smoothly as possible. And this is something people don't. Don't consider yeah. like, like, or they don't think in advance, you know, they might do it the thing yeah. of the day of, but then it's. They it's, go
0: buy 30 saw blades and think that'll be plenty. Yeah. And then by noon, you need another 40 <laughs> saw blades. <laughs> That's a good point.
1: All right. Let's talk about the, the employees. So that, that was number six. Number uh, that was, um, let's talk about number seven, which I think would be the, the team. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is exciting for the car wash team because it's different, right? Car, car washing is pretty much the same thing yeah. for the most part every day. Yeah. You're loading you know?
0: cards, you're helping customers, yeah. you're cleaning vacuums you're and pulling trash and tuning equipment. Yeah. yeah tuning, tuning equipment. So, yeah.
1: You know, but this is something different because you're actually installing. So, what are some considerations you want to think about when you when you have your team together and ready to go?
0: So, I would. I like to look at my team and say, who's good at what? So, if you got a guy that's good with power tools, you know, and that does it safely and has some experience with it, then maybe he's the guy that uses power tools, you know? Okay. Um, uh, You got to look at people's age considerations. So, if you have people uh, that are less than 18 years of old working for you, you got. No power tools for them. You know what okay. I mean. Okay. Good point. Um, so you got to you got to look at your team and say what what are they good at, what can they do, uh, but then also get them engaged. So tell them about the project, um, tell them what you want their help with on the project. Get buy in from them. Get them to help the installers, things like that. But you got to you got to kind of uh, make a project management list with each of your guys. Say w- what what's he going to work on every day. So look at your schedule. The schedule is a huge thing. Right. What are, what are people scheduled? Um, do you think it, you always run into, you know, day one or two when they're do, doing demo, you think you have enough people. And then by, you know, by the day, the day before you want to open, you're like, I need everyone. Yeah. You know, so you got to kind of plan that out better.
1: Yeah. I, I would say get them to work the same schedule as the installer. So yeah. one, one of the things we recommend is find out what the installer's work schedule are, because some yeah. will want to work eight hours. Some want to work 12 hours. Some are going to work fourteen and sixteen hours. Oh, absolutely! And a lot of that depends on if they if they you bring them in from a different part of the country and they're spending the night. Yeah. Chances are they're going to want to work. They as want to many get hours. Diet. Yeah, and they they want to get home or. Get on to the next job.
0: Yeah, last year we had a, a team that said, "I'll work as late as you you work." Yeah, and so I'm showing up at six a.m. and then at ten p.m. I'm like, I don't know, guys, I don't know if I can keep going. <laughs> you know, and they're, they're like, "Well, we live in Oklahoma. Yeah, and we want to get this done. <laughs> yeah, they want to get it done to get it going. Yeah. So,
1: so try to mirror your scheduling with of your team members to the installer schedule yeah and and that's an important question to ask because that's gonna that's gonna yeah help with scope as well uh
0: but 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 another thing to look at is just making sure that your employees know what to do and know how to do it safely and that they always have something to work on because you know you you get your your typical car wash employee that doesn't know how to do a lot of this stuff and you know they're kind of they'll get to a point where they're twiddling their thumbs because they don't know what to do. And so you got to make sure you have a constant list for them to look at and say, okay, what do I need to do next? Or make sure you're supervising them so that they stay busy. Um, but I think uh, if you've got certain people you can assign to certain teams, like if you're doing a conveyor and one of your guys is good at welding and cutting and stuff like that, he can at least go for stuff for people. He can change out blades. He can you know, help cut, stuff like that. Um, if you got a guy that's good with plumbing, you know, and you're doing a plumbing project, put him with that. Um, and if you got guys that aren't good at any of that, keep them cleaning, keep them on your side projects and things like that. Yeah,
1: I would agree. I would agree. So we ran three crews last year. So mm-hmm. we had Aaron's crew, we had, uh, the installation, equipment installation crew, and we had our own crew. Yeah. And then, uh, there's a little bit of confusion and sometimes guys got, like you said, got a little distracted and all that. But yeah. I think you got to have a team lead you might assign some of your employees to 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 the to the crews that are out there if you're yeah. going to run your own crew then just make sure they're well managed. Yeah, absolutely. Cuz we kind of had a renegade crew last year which was tearing stuff off the walls and yeah. disconnecting things and throwing out hydraulic fittings and yep. you know, we spent a couple of days scrambling after that trying to get things put back together but Yeah,
0: you got to just just don't let them have free will. Say we're going to demo this stuff but don't let them just do whatever they Yeah, are. yeah. And that, <laughs> we
1: we we had a big problem with that last year so um, safety briefings. So why why is mm-hmm. so? Let's talk about number uh, number eight. I think I'm on safety briefings. What you know, it's different. Where they're in a different environment, Absolutely. they're doing different things. It's exciting, but you also have a much higher propensity for guys getting hurt.
0: Yes. So. Yeah. So so you always want to have a safety briefing um, before any of the work starts, um, and you're gonna look at things like. Uh, these guys never work around a forklift, right? So, uh, watch out for the forklift. Don't get in the way of the forklift. Um, you know, don't touch anything that's on the forks of the forklift. Um, you know, there's going to be guys welding. Don't look at the welds. I you know, some people, you know, you don't know if they're going to look or not. You don't don't know what they know. (laughs) It's a, it's a, it's a bright light. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, just making sure everybody has. T- so we just go out and we buy a ton of glove, like actual work gloves. You know, not cheap gloves, actual work gloves that'll protect your fingers to an extent. And then safety glasses, even even safety goggles, right? So yeah, um, uh, w- what do you call those n- suits that those full body suits? Tyvek. Yeah, so getting suits like that. Um, you know, we got guys cutting fiberglass uh, uh, grates, grates and things yeah, like that. Yeah. So what? What what do we need to look at that's that could potentially cause injury, right? So you got to kind of look at it from a risk management standpoint and say, you know, is it worth it to put one of these guys on something like this? Because it might not be because yeah. he might not do do the right things. But if you just kind of brief everybody. Um, and make sure that, that, that they don't put themselves into a position where they're going to get hurt. So, you know, there's no rush, you know, you don't need to lift with your back just because we're an hour behind or something, you know, so do the right things, have a safety briefing, make sure that you put guys where they're supposed to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, and as a manager or owner, it's kind of your responsibility to make sure people are being safe. So call people Mm -hmm. out that aren't wearing their glasses, Absolutely. not wearing gloves
0: and encourage them to call you out. Yeah. I ran it. Ran into that, too. Oh, did you? Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good. Matt, your safety glasses aren't on. Oh, well, thanks for... They're on my head, you
1: know. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> yeah. <on my laughs> no, that's good. And I, yeah, it's I, totally know, fine. And yeah. I, I think on Sunday night when we started, I came and kind yep. of gave everybody a little speech about being safe because yeah. they're involved in a situation, and it's exciting for them, mm-hmm. but it's fraught with additional risk.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have a guy uh, named Blaine that works at a cat... or Sorry, at Powers. And, you know, he's like... Oh, this is so fun. I I don't ever get to do stuff like this. This Isn't like the normal stuff that we're doing and we're pulling the chain and, you know, and he keeps getting on the other side of the chain. I'm like, Blaine, if you do not stop getting on the other side of the chain, you're not going to be able to help us with this anymore because I'm not going to have you hurt. You need to listen to me. So I'm, I'm over here like with this guy tied to my (laughs) hip, trying to make sure he doesn't get hurt. And he's, you know, super excited. Like, yeah. I want to help. I want to help. And I'm like, I understand that, but you need to listen to me here. Yeah. So you got to watch out for those guys because, they, you know, they, they want to tackle stuff and they want to help and they're eager and that's great, but yeah. they don't necessarily know the safest way to do those yeah. things. Yeah.
1: And and, and and car wash equipment is big boy stuff. It's not, uh, yeah, you, know, you can
0: get seriously injured get hurt. with some you of this stuff. Yeah. So
1: The other thing I want to talk about, number nine is notify your customers. So what mm-hmm. we're, you know, I think we've done a pretty good job. There are different ways to notify it, but right. How long in advance do we notify our customers we're going to do a shutdown?
0: Um, I, think, I think last year we did uh, two weeks, and then this year we just did a week um so we you know we put signs up we started telling customers we made um social media posts and things like that
1: we've got a mailing Um, list we told everybody and we get and because we have another car wash somewhat nearby we said if you need to wash your car go to this location
0: yeah yeah exactly so we said you know from so starting this day we're going to be doing equipment installs uh please visit our other location um but then, of course, you have a ton of people that didn't read the signs or haven't washed their car in a couple of weeks, so they don't they don't have any idea. Um, yeah. So it's good to have somebody out there talking to them as well during the shutdown.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So yeah, just make sure you notify, have them talk, and hey, yeah. we're gonna be down. For just
0: do whatever days. you can to notify people, but you're not gonna get you're not gonna get even close to everybody yeah. notified. You're still gonna have a lot of people pouring in, and you you know the first day or two, you might want to have somebody scheduled just to stand out there and talk to people. I we did that our first day um i both times we our first whole day we just had somebody out there that's good we didn't really have a choice yeah (laughs) i mean there were people just funneling in yeah that were mad you know so we had you know at one point i think i had two guys out there talking to people
1: yeah so and uh, you know it is what it is and people will be frustrated but they'll 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 get over it and come back when you're open right so yeah that works um so we talked about, uh, so start the each, each day with kind of a status report. Here's what we plan to get done today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, have the team meeting beforehand. Here's mm-hmm. what we're going to try to get done today so everybody knows. Get people on the cruise. Yeah. If you want to switch somebody from one crew to the next, maybe it's a good idea to do that.
0: Yeah. So we we plan out ahead, right? So we have a lot of these projects and stuff like that. So you want to plan out ahead. So what we were doing like day of and night of and everything was using a whiteboard to write down. So we, we put everything, you know, on one side of the whiteboard, we want to get done for the whole project. Then on the other side, we're putting everything that we want to get done for that day. And then at night before we left, update that and put everything for the next day. So I would say, Hey, uh, you and -and so-and-so are in at six to get everything open, ready for the contractors. I want you to do all this by seven and stuff like that. So, um, basically just planning out beforehand and, and afterwards every day.
1: That's good because, yeah. um, you know, don't count on your installers to do that because no. most people are not project-oriented. Right. So get somebody in your team, and it, it probably is you, the mm-hmm. owner or the manager, yep. <laughs> you know, where you've got to plan this out. But keep everybody on task. Keep everybody focused on what the end goal is. Are we ahead of schedule? Are we behind schedule? But somebody's going to have to play project manager. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's an open-ended gig at that point.
0: Yeah, and you really need to look at this. Like, you when you're in the middle of it, you need to go back to the scope, right? Yeah. So you need to go back to, uh, number two, right. And okay. say, okay, where are we at with this? Because we might need to do a lot more work tomorrow than we think we do. And right. that's kind of where I was at, you know, on, on Monday, I, you know, when we did this recent project on Monday, I left feeling good. Oh, we were so far ahead. This is great. On Tuesday, we kind of got right back where I thought we would be. And then Wednesday I walk in I go, there's a lot to do today. Yeah. Like, you know, so, and which I knew that the night before and I planned for it, but you know, I told everybody Tuesday night, like, Hey, nobody's going home till we're done tomorrow. So just plan on that. Yeah. So everybody that needs to be, that can be here needs to be here. And, um, you know, we're not, we're not going home till the car wash can run. Yeah. Good. So you kind of got to look at that. So don't just think somebody else is managing it or, uh, you know, that the plan is, 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 coming off flawlessly yeah yeah because <laughs> it might not be
1: yeah that's 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 so true and that's good you know that that scope thing is important and mm-hmm. you know start the morning with a meeting ending mm-hmm. the day with a meeting where yeah. are we at what do we need to do absolutely so you got to play project manager that's absolutely that's probably one of the most important things yeah.
0: and you really you got you got to do that most of the day anyway yeah <laughs> yeah you're running around telling yeah. people what
1: to do but um so a couple a couple other ideas and then we'll go ahead and close here but um, I would say do not create unrealistic expectations. So I know, you know, this was what I did last year, which mm-hmm. was kind of a big mistake. Can we open Wednesday or can we open Thursday? Mm-hmm. And that was, that was unrealistic. Right. Right. And I didn't have anybody sitting me down and say, nope, we're not going to open Wednesday or Thursday. You need to plan for Friday mm-hmm. or plan for Saturday. Mm-hmm. If somebody was said plan for Saturday, and then they opened on Friday. I'd have been a lot happier, right? Because I had in my mind we were going to open on Thursday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy, and right. I was making everybody crazy in the process, right. Because I wasn't happy. So pick a date. Pick pick the worst case scenario and say that's the opening date, right? And then if you open early, great. If you don't, you've met expectations. So right. it really is all about expectations. Today, yeah, yeah. You know. So don't. Uh, if you're the owner, I know you're losing money. And you're not washing cars, but don't drive everybody crazy in the process
0: because
1: <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna hate seeing you by the third day because you're you're trying to push everybody. It'll it'll have its own flow, make sure people are working properly and make sure things are getting done, but don't try to create unrealistic expectations. You're just right. you're just asking for trouble when you do that. And so don't don't create unrealistic expectations and don't push to open early, you know.
0: Yeah, just have a healthy goal, right? Yeah. So yeah. our our goal is Thursday. So if it gets pushed to Friday, that's unfortunate, but our, you know, is every if everybody knows the goal, a lot of people, especially your contractors are pretty good at that, right? They might come to you in the middle of it and say, "Hey, I know you want to do Thursday, but I I'm thinking it's going to be Friday, so you can help manage that." But everybody needs to know the goal. Yeah. The whole everybody that's on site, everybody true. on site needs to know. The goal is to open Thursday. Yeah. So and then take that into consideration every day and update me if you think we can.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you you were kind of wanting to open early. I said no, no, let's not open early. Which, we could have. <laughs> yeah. Which is completely different for me, right? I'd be yeah. like pushing open Tuesday, but yeah. Um. Don't don't push it because because right. you're going to ask for trouble. So you know the big thing there on number thirteen is keep keep the opening day open ended. So don't yes. tell your customers we'll be open on Friday. Because chances are you won't be open on Friday. Right. And you set that expectation. You're going to make them mad if they come back on Friday and you're not open.
0: Yep. So That's You can sure. say,
1: you know, our, our goal is to open Friday. It might not be Friday. Check our Facebook or our website. We'll let you know when we open. Yep. But keep it open-ended. Like when you do your signage, say so you're going to be closed for a few days. Mm-hmm. Don't tell them how many days. Don't tell them when you're going to open. Right. Because you're going to make your customer. Your customer is already mad. Yep. There's nothing more mad than a customer... Coming back on Friday and you're not open. Oh, they want to hold Saturday. you to it. They <laughs> want to hold you to it.
0: They do. Oh, we're gonna be open Friday. Oh, I'll be here Friday uh, at seven a.m. Yeah, 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 yeah. So don't don't
1: do it. You're gonna gonna be, be sad. You do that. Give yourself plenty of time for testing. Yeah. Give yourself plenty of extra time for troubleshooting because depending on the complexity of the project, you're gonna need both of those. Things. Absolutely. And this was again the project we did last week wasn't that complicated, but the one we did last year was really complicated. Yes, me, me and um, the uh, the technician. Stayed up all night
0: yes. Friday night, getting yep. the
1: thing programmed, trying to make sure equipment was working and hooked up properly. Yeah, so we were there. We we greeted the crew at 6 a.m. Yep. in the morning. <laughs> so that was an, another example, right? We just we tried to do too much, and we were you know we were working way way too long. And the last thing I would say, number fifteen, is give your customers something to be excited about. You know, yep. so they're asking if you're going to use the term I'm upgrading equipment. They want to know what's going to be different. So anytime you plan a shutdown figure out a way to give your customers something new and exciting yeah well,
0: and i like to start with the signage right so on yeah. the signage i put um to improve your experience
1: yeah. Okay. We're good. To,
0: you know, we're going to be doing some equipment upgrades. Okay. Not, not. You know, we're going to be shut down for a few days to change out some equipment. That doesn't sound exciting. Right. 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 So, good point. Yeah. So, you know, we, we're trying to improve your experience. We're trying to make things better for you. So, you know, we've got some equipment we need to upgrade. Those. That's what we're working on.
1: Yeah. 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 So, um. Yeah. That's 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 critical how you word it. And then I actually mm. had somebody on Facebook this week say, "What what upgrades did you do?" Yeah. And so I, I told them, but they're always wanting to know what's different so if you can change out lights you can change out your arch yeah do something that's visibly different because mm-hmm. i think it makes people feel like it was worthwhile to have the oh checkout. absolutely
0: i had customers complimenting us on the parking lot oh i'm so glad you got this lot oh done. good oh, okay so good you know so um so they realize you know yeah she understood what it meant when i said we're upgrading the parking lot okay okay <laughs> good good yeah so give them yeah. something
1: to be excited about you know point it out to your customers everything you know the investments you made people want to come to car washes where they're making investments Mm -hmm. in in new equipment, upgraded equipment. Yeah, absolutely. So, so point that out to your customers. Thank them for being patient. Hey, Mm -hmm. thank you for your patience. Appreciate you. You being patient with us, you know, anytime you can make those comments it makes them feel good that, you know, they're making an investment because they can't wash their car. Right. Right. And just, just
0: remember that, that, that one customer that's unhappy, you know, the other 200 customers are happy. Yeah. You know, that that came through that day trying to, you know, or however many hundreds, but yeah, uh, you know, j- just because one guy is super upset doesn't mean that the rest of your customers feel that way. A lot of them yeah. are happy about it, and, you know, th- a lot of them have buy-in, right? I'm a club member. Yeah, that's a know? good point. Yeah. So I, this is a part of me. We should have you know, got them to is, pay This for is where it. I go. We should have a, had a donation <laughs> jar
1: donation jar out there to help with expenses. <laughs> No, that's good. You're right, though. Yeah. They, they they do have it. They do. They're they loyal, right? Your yeah. club members are the loyalest customers yeah. you have. I've, I've
0: had them tell me, uh, I said, you can go to our other location. I said, no, this is my car wash. I, I wash my car here. Oh, that's great. You know, I'll be back when you're open. Okay. So, that, you know, Very so just, cool. just, just, just don't just get up super upset when you have a few customers that are mad at you. Yeah. Because the majority of those customers understand.
1: Yeah, that's a great yeah. point. Good point. Good, good. So, those are kind of the tips. Anything else you'd add on shutdowns?
0: Um, I think, I think just you, you have to have somebody on site constantly monitoring it, whether that's the owner or the manager, but somebody has got to be in charge and that person needs to know everything that's going on. Good point. Um, So you you hire out, sometimes you're going to have multiple contractors. Sometimes you're gonna have one. It doesn't really matter. Somebody there needs to be there every day and make sure everything is going as planned and raise their hand if something is not, yeah. um, Good point. so that I would just say all day, every day, somebody needs to be That's there right. f- focusing on, on. So if you're not, if, if you're the owner and, and you're going to have your manager there, like your manager needs to be there representing your interests, Good right? Point. Good point. Um, or you need to be there representing yeah. your interests to make sure, because you are going to have contractors that, That show up late, or you know, want to quit early, or don't show up on time, or do this or that, and then, um, and so you're gonna have to manage those people. Yeah. So that that's the last thing I would say is just make sure that somebody's constantly always there supervising everything that's going on. Yeah,
1: that's a great point. Somebody manage your interests and 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 buy everybody to lunch.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's good to have. there's no such thing as too much water or Gatorade. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and on a shutdown in the middle of summer. <laughs> yeah. Keep 'em keep
1: keep everybody fed and fueled. It's good.
0: Yes, so absolutely.
1: So if people want to get a hold of you and ask any questions about shutdowns, what mm-hmm. would be a good email address for them to reach you? Um Matt they, at Wild Blue Car Wash. Yeah. Matt B.
0: Matt, Matt B., B. That's right. M A T T B at Wild dot com.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or you can go to our website at uh the dot com, put a comment, and we'll get it to Matt. So good discussion, Matt. Yeah, I enjoyed thanks. it. It was yeah. good debriefing. I I found out a few things there I didn't yeah. know, so, but that's good. I, I, you know, I trusted you to do it. You did a great yeah. job on it. So I appreciate, uh, you stepping in on that. And it thanks. just kind of shows where you're coming, you know, how you're evolving in the car wash industry where right. I was comfortable leaving you alone. Yeah. And, you know, we were able to get it done and, and, and the team did a great job and, Fantastic and job. they were happy and, yeah. uh, I couldn't ask for anything more. So. All right. Agreed. Yeah. So thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Yeah. So. Thanks for listening to this episode of the How of Carwashing. If you'd like to leave a comment uh, on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd love to hear from you. We, you know, comments are good. They kind of help us in the rankings. Let other car wash industry professionals know about this podcast. Uh, or you can go to our website at thehowofcarwashing.com and leave a comment. If you've got ideas on shutdowns, let us know uh, and post it out there. But uh, this is David Begin with Matt Brunk. And thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next time on the How of Carwashing.